0: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to St. Paul's and a special welcome to our visitors and those who are watching online as well. Now in the month of May, baseball season is in full swing. I've been hearing the games uh, on the radio, on the way, driving around to the different shut-ins and those kinds of things. And in baseball, oftentimes it goes into extra innings, inning after inning until someone scores that winning run. And when that happens, it gets tiring. Get tiring to stay mentally alert on each pitch, to run back and forth into the outfield and back to the dugout every inning. It takes strength. That's what we see the Lord providing for us too. For the times in life when we feel like we're in extra innings, we need strength from the Lord. Be strong and courageous. We'll hear more about that in our service, in our readings, in our hymns as well. Let's begin with our first hymn, Jesus Christ, my sure defense. stand In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will us our sins and purify us from all our Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Holy God, Gracious Father, I am full by nature and have sinned against you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved others as I should. I deserve your punishment both now and forever. But Jesus, my Savior, paid for my sins with his innocent suffering and death. Trusting in him, I pray, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Our gracious Father in heaven has been merciful to us. He sent his only Son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life as the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, Be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, by the humiliation of your Son, you lifted up this fallen world from the despair of death. By his resurrection to life, grant your faithful people gladness of heart and the hope of eternal joys. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our first lesson today from Joshua chapter 1 serves as the basis for our sermon. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The Word of the Lord. In our second lesson, we peer into the throne room of heaven in Revelation chapter 5. Uh, In that context of that chapter, uh, John was wondering who will be able to break the seals and open the scroll and see what lies ahead, what's going to happen in the future. There was only one person who could do that. It was the Lamb, Jesus, who rose from the dead. He is worthy and he holds our future in his hands. We can be strong in him. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped the word of the Lord. Be to God. We hear the solo.
1: Reve is all.
0: stand in honor of the gospel. Our gospel today taken from John chapter 21. Several of these gospels early on in the Easter season uh, show Jesus reappearing to his disciples to reassure them that he's alive. Uh, but imagine if you had been one of the disciples out fishing that night. That night they caught nothing, but they saw that Jesus, their risen Savior, was still with them to provide for them, to give them strength 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for our next hymn. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. Amen. God's word we consider in our sermon today. From Joshua chapter 1, let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Joshua was a battle-tested warrior and a general at that. Yet he had more campaigns ahead of him with several battles as well. For that, he would need courage. At about the time that these words were recorded and at the time they happened, Joshua was probably around 80 years old. Yet he was about to assume a leadership role over a nation of millions of people. For that, Joshua would need strength. When you think about the courage and the strength it takes to be a commander-in-chief and to lead soldiers out onto the field of battle and to be faced with death like that, day after day, does it sometimes make the courage and strength that we need seem like not so much. Like a little puny perhaps. Take our confirmants, for example. They're about fourteen years old and they're looking forward to summer vacation with their friends. They may work a part-time job or care for some of the animals on their land. They probably have a few more years of school left but To be honest, their parents provide most of what they need, their food and their clothing, a roof over their heads for the next few years. How could they possibly need the kind of strength and courage that the Lord commands and calls for here in Joshua chapter 1? How could any of us? Yet we have more in common with Joshua than we perhaps realize at first glance. Well, Joshua had the waters of the Jordan River and the towering walls of Jericho. You and I also have obstacles in our life that by our own might or methods, we could never get past. Joshua had the treachery and the trickery of the Gibeonites that he would face, as well as the theft of Achan and his household. You and I, We'll face deception from people around us and disappointment from those who should have known better as we march forward in life as well. Joshua faced off against five Amorite kings in the south part of Canaan and several Canaanite kings in the north. You and I wage war against rulers and authorities and powers, forces of evil in the spiritual realms allied against us day after day. Our souls and our salvation are at stake in these battles. You and I, just like Joshua, we stand on the verge, on the precipice, looking out over a critical time in our life, A critical time when so many other people have deserted the Lord or gotten distracted or drawn away from him to their peril and death. So yes, for each of us, and for our confirmands later today too, now is the time, yes, you, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous on your way to your inheritance as you live in thankful obedience And as you have the Lord's presence beside you. It was well over 400 years that the Israelite nation had been looking forward to, had been hoping, had been wanting to inherit the promised land. It was long ago by this time that the Lord had led Abraham out of Ur on that long journey to that land of Canaan and promised that land to Abraham and his descendants. The Lord had repeated that promise to Isaac and Jacob. Then, as Jacob's descendants were down in Egypt, they went through slavery and then 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. And after all of those centuries and after all of that suffering, now, now was finally the time that they would take possession of the promised land. And this wasn't any ordinary land, this was a land flowing with milk and honey a land rich in fruit. This was a special land. Uh, It was called here an inheritance that emphasizes how it belongs to the Lord, yet the Lord was passing it down to his people. It was to be a permanent inheritance from generation to generation of the Israelites. That was the intent from the outset. And Joshua was the man who was going to help them take possession of it. Joshua was very well qualified for that. He had proved that over the years as Moses' loyal and faithful aide. He had proven that out on the battlefield with, with his strength and skill there. And Joshua also had proved it by his courage as he went and spied out the land 40 years earlier. But it wasn't by Joshua's strength or courage that the promised land was taken. Did you notice here in verse 6, the Lord says, This is the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. This was the land that the Lord had promised to give to his people. And the Lord never lies. His word is always faithful, reliable, and trustworthy. The Lord's word is powerful. And it always comes to pass. It's because of the Lord's promises and his grace to his people that they would take possession of this promised inheritance. That's really the Lord's gracious goal for you and for me and for these confirmands later today too. Life takes us in many different directions and some people's lives last longer here in this world than others. I was talking to one of our members before service and She was recounting what happened with the different members of her confirmation class. Some of them not doing so well. Some of them wandered. But this is our Lord's gracious goal, that we end up in our promised inheritance. It's not the inheritance like a plot of land, the borders of a country that constantly change throughout this life. It's even more lasting than that. It's a heavenly inheritance It's more permanent than the Rocky Mountains, more picturesque than the Grand Canyon. It's more fertile than the farmlands of the Midwest, more costly than living on one of the coastal regions here in the United States. There is no place else the Lord would have you, one of his people, permanently settle. It's your heavenly inheritance. So the Lord promised it for generations The Lord secured your place in that inheritance by Jesus' death on the cross. He guaranteed it for you by Christ's resurrection and he made you an heir of it by water and word in your baptism. He's given you a leader to take you there. It's Jesus. And you follow him throughout this life on your way to that inheritance. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid that this promised land may not exist. It is real. It's where Jesus came from the first time, and he's prepared a place for you and me there, and he will come back from there again to take us to be with him. Don't be afraid of having to earn a spot there. It's his gift to you by grace. Don't be afraid of crossing over into your inheritance in heaven through death because you will walk in the presence of the Lord in the land of the living. Don't be discouraged if that inheritance seems a long ways off because this life is really the blink of an eye. Just ask someone who's in their 70s, 80s how fast it has gone. We'll be there before we know it. Could be any day. Don't be discouraged when so many people around us Don't seem to have any concern whatsoever about this inheritance in heaven. There will be people there from every nation and tribe and race and language, and we will be too, because our Lord in Christ Jesus has promised it to us. So you, be strong and courageous on the way to your inheritance, but also in your life of obedience. To the Lord. Perhaps you remember that time when you were confirmed back when you were around 14. It wasn't much long after that that you started to drive. That's a wonderful, fun part of growing up, is learning how to drive and having that freedom to go around with your friends to different places, the thrill of accelerating up to speed on the freeway, the freedom of driving around in the summer with the windows rolled down and the, the breeze blowing through your hair. And your parents didn't mind it either, having someone else to help pick up the groceries or drop off younger brother or sister at their practice. But as you're driving, you can't turn off to the right or to the left just anywhere. You'll mess up your alignment on a curb or you'll wander into oncoming traffic or you're You'll go into the ditch. That can cause a huge problem, a scratch or a dent. It can total your car, especially at speeds out on the interstate. Stay in your lane. Don't go to the right or the left. That's really what the Lord was telling Joshua, isn't it? As the Lord said to him, "'Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. "'Do not turn from it to the right or to the left.'" that you may be successful wherever you go. Now the laws that Moses had handed down to Joshua don't all still apply to us today. There are all kinds of regulations about festivals for worship and foods for their diet. There are regulations about Sabbaths and circumcision. Those don't apply to us anymore because Christ canceled the written code when he died on the cross for us. But that's not to say that our lives of obedience are not important. They are. Jesus himself said, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Our lives of Christian obedience are very important. If we veer off course from those, we'll do damage not only to ourselves, but to others who are next to us. And it can end up in a fiery, mangled mess. Three times in these short verses, the Lord said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. But did you notice how he phrased that leading up to his encouragement to obedience? He said, be strong and very courageous. Because the Lord knows how we are inclined by nature to sidestep his commands, to veer off and go our own way instead of obeying him, and just how much pressure we'll face from those around us to do that. Well, I'll skip my Bible reading for a few days here. Or I'll let go of my worship attendance for a while. I'll just blow off those responsibilities I've got with school or with the things at home that mom and dad have asked me to help out with. I'll just go a little bit farther with my girlfriend or my boyfriend. Everyone else around me is doing it. I'll wander wherever I want on the Internet. I'll go ahead and make fun of and belittle people who aren't as good as I am at this or that. Make no mistake, those who continue to press down the gas pedal on their disobedience, there's no seatbelt or airbag that will be able to save them. How can we remain strong and courageous in our lives of obedience? Listen to what the Lord says here. He says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Your study of God's word. And yes, memorization of sections of scripture will equip you in your life for this. Because with God's word, that book on your lips and meditating in your brain and on your heart, that story is the one of your courageous warrior, your fierce leader, your fearless one, Jesus. He never turned to the right or to the left in disobedient. He stayed on the straight and narrow path of obedience from the time that he was toddling around Egypt or Nazareth to the time he carried the cross to Calvary for you. Jesus' perfect obedience is yours through faith. The name Joshua is really the same as the name Jesus. Did you realize that? It means the Lord saved And by his perfect obedience, that's what Jesus did for you. It's in him, your fearless leader, that you can be strong and courageous. It's only because of his perfect obedience that you enter the promised land of heaven. His perfect obedience not only gives us courage to stand on judgment day, but it gives us courage and strength right now to obey the Lord. Did you hear what he says? As you obey the Lord, you will have success and he will prosper you wherever you go. The Lord is serious about that promise. Your labor in the Lord is never in vain. As you serve others, you're really serving the Lord who saved you. And he will remember that and commend you for that on Judgment Day. As you live obedient lives in thanks to the Lord, that is always successful. It is successful in glorifying the Lord and doing good toward those around you, whether they appreciate it or not. Be strong and courageous to obey the Lord, to follow his word. He promises to bless that in your life. If you think about the different heroes of faith in the Old Testament, Noah had his drunkenness and indecency. Abraham lied about his wife and almost polluted the promised line of the Savior. Moses dishonored the Lord and struck the rock. But Joshua? The scriptures record no prominent sin of Joshua. No penalty he had for this or that sin in his life. And that's not to say that Joshua was sinless by himself. That is to say by faith. Joshua was courageous and strong not to turn to the right or to the left from the Lord's commands. He walked in them and in so doing he was a blessing to his entire household and an entire generation of Israelites. Did you realize... That the Lord can do the same through you? As you keep the word of the Lord on your lips and meditate on it day and night, and you share the Lord's word with others, what could bring more success? What could bring longer lasting prosperity than giving the hope of Jesus and his salvation to others around you? Be strong and courageous in your lives of obedience. And also, because of the Lord's presence with you. The people sitting around you, maybe members of your family, members of your congregation, you've been with them for some time. You've played ball games with them, sports. You've watched things together with them. You've sang by them. You've laughed and you've cried together. There's only one person who is with you every day. Only one person who's been with me every day since my confirmation day and you since yours, that's the Lord. Listen again to what the Lord says. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The Lord is the eternal and unchanging God. You can rely on every one of his promises. His word is faithful. And when he calls himself God, That means he is powerful. He is the creator of heaven and earth. But he used that for you. He's your God. He formed you in the womb of your mother and gave you the breath of life. He is with you. Emmanuel, God with us. He became one of us to take our place. He died for us and rose again. Surely he is with us always to the very end of the age. He is with us so that we confess by faith that he is ours and we are his. He will be with us wherever we go throughout life. Joshua knew this, and we can know this too. Forty years before these words, Joshua came back from spying out the promised land. And virtually no one was with him. Ten of the eleven spies that came back said, Nope, Joshua, you're on your own. We can never take this promised land. All the Canaanites towering with their high walls were against the Israelites. Hundreds of thousands of Israelites grumbled against Joshua and they wanted to stone him to death. Virtually no one else was on Joshua's side, but the Lord was. None none of that other stuff mattered to Joshua because the Lord was with him. He could be strong and courageous and so can you no matter what difficulties or temptations or struggles, even death itself, no matter what you face, be strong and courageous. Because the Lord is guiding you to your promised inheritance. He is with you in your life of obedience. His presence goes with you wherever you do. Be strong and courageous in Him. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We continue with prayer. Lord of life, fill our hearts with joy this day, for you have risen and conquered the grave. Imprint the message of victory on our hearts and implant it in our minds. Through the good news of your resurrection, renew our hope and revive our faith. By baptizing us into your name you have connected us to your death and your rising. You have put our sin to death and have given us new life. Enable us each day to think of ourselves as dead to sin and alive in you so that we may walk in newness of life in all we do. In this fallen world death and sorrow surround us. Touch the hearts of those who grieve the loss of a Christian that they love. Direct their eyes to your empty tomb and ease their pain by reminding them that their loved ones will one day rise again. Lord, many people grieve without hope. Let the message of your resurrection reach them and awaken faith in their hearts as well. Use us as your instruments to bring the word of life to their souls and the message of hope to their hearts. Heavenly Father, pour out the Holy Spirit on the confirmants who are prepared for confirmation. We praise you for growth in faith, love, and joy by your word. Instill in them a lifetime desire to hear and read the message of your grace in Christ. Keep them faithful to you so that they sing your praises both now and in eternity. And risen Savior, feed our faith as well with the message of your resurrection. Come to us in your word and the feast of your sacrament to sustain and strengthen us until we feast with you in eternal glory. And the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. We continue with the next hymn. You may be seated. Thank you so much for joining us in God's house this morning for worship. Just a few announcements today. Due to the confirmation schedule for this morning, there's no family Bible hour so no Bible class or Sunday school today but that will resume next weekend, May 8th, Mother's Day uh, as we continue in our topic of men and women roles in the gym and then also Sunday school going on in the school wing starting next weekend again. Also, our 5th and 6th grade teacher and athletic director, Mr. Andy Dice, has come to a decision on his call, and we'll read his, his letter here. Dear members of St. Paul's, it's been quite a privilege the past three weeks to deliberate a call to Crown of Life in Minnesota. What a wonderful thing to know that we are united in faith with so many others who are doing wonderful ministry work. Thank you to all of you for your comments, thoughts, and prayers. This past week, I returned the call and so my family and I are truly blessed to be a part of St. Paul's and look forward to more ministry here with you. Your servant in Christ, Mr. Andy Dice. So very thankful that the Dice family will be staying with us and continuing to serve among us. Uh, then we also have a little commercial for an upcoming event.
1: Getting new clothes When we move where well, you already know
2: so just imagine <laughs> Nothing I can see but you When you dance, dance, dance feel good, good creeping up on you So just dance, dance, dance Come all those things I shouldn't do But you dance, dance, dance And ain't nobody leaving soon, So keep dancing I can't stop the feeling So just dance, dance, dance I stop the feeling So just dance, dance. So just dance
1: something magical it's in the air it's in my blood It's rushing on I don't need no
2: reason
0: all right well if that doesn't make you want to dance Uh, no thank you for all your work on that commercial uh, activities committee Uh, are there any other announcements to be highlighted this morning If not, then please greet those who are worshiping around you today and God's richest blessings on the rest of your weekend.